Yo, 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 yo. Welcome to the Amrikis Podcast. Podcast! With your hosts, Muhammad, Ihab, and Ala. We did it. We got our first group uh, intro, you know. So yeah, yeah. that's that's, new, that's new good team stuff. Intro. We got we got a new logo. We got a new intro. What else? What else we got? We got. I mean, there's going to be so much coming up very soon. Um, but I'm happy to be here with you guys on this very very early Sunday morning. Um, just know that I've cursed both of your names number of times as I <laughs> got out of bed and I'm like, why are we doing this? I, I but I'm, I do appreciate you being here with me today. I was wondering Thank why you. I was hiccuping in the morning. I got some hiccups in the morning. I don't know if you guys share that tradition in the in the Palestinian and the Iraqi that's, culture. I think that's a Libyan thing. Uh, Is it? Wait, what? I never knew that hiccups could be a cultural thing. Yeah. Well, we have our, well, our thing is our hand was itching. My hand was itching. Well, what? I also. <laughs> yeah, my hand was itching. You have. Yeah. Is, so your so Iraqi's hands itch in the morning. Uh, Libyans no. um, have hiccups, and uh, I guess Palestinians no. just cry from lack of homeland. Um, oh so. well, and, and I and, and I and I just and I just said Iraqi, not Iraqi. That's how confused I am. So so, I, so I, that just turned white, you know, in that one second. I'm confused. I don't um, know. Oh, hold on, we got we got we got to back we got to back up a little bit. I think you missed the context. The context was that you said our names, and because you were cursing us and saying our names, uh-huh. then it, you know the bug in in our ear uh, can yeah. get translated in our cultures differently. So my hand. Sh- uh, felt itchy got and she got I got the like hiccups. Hiccup. Is that what yeah. you were saying? I just yeah. thought that we were just talking about random no. body ailments that were specific no. to no. cultures. It's, no. it's a thing. It's a thing in the Libyan culture. Like if you're, you know, if you got the hiccups, then they're like, oh, somebody's talking. Someone's about talking you. about you. You know, this yeah. was a complete, yeah. yani miss, yeah. misunderstanding. Uh, but I'm glad that like people can see that there's intra Arab, uh, you know, misunderstanding. So that's that's intra. actually really interesting. Thank you. I, think, I don't I know. Think... I'm I'm still <laughs> I'm still think... stuck. <laughs> I'm still yeah, stuck I think... that I said Iraqi and not Iraqi. Like I'm cringing right now. No, it's it's it's, it's okay. Right. I've, heard, I've heard everything. I've heard everything. Ella. I've heard Iraqi, Iraqi, um, Iraqi. Uh... It's the English that's throwing me off, man. <laughs> Yeah, it's the Amrikis of this whole thing. It's the yeah. Amrikis, the Amrikis part is is taken over, huh? <laughs> so hey, um, so let's let's get into today. It's a little bit more of a serious uh, episode about really some really important things. But before we move on, uh, let's quickly talk about the election. Everybody, Habaybi, everybody, you know my beloved uh, audience members and co-hosts, please vote. You know. <laughs> Please, please vote. Please go out there. And yeah. here's the thing. If you don't want to vote for president, that's fine. 
continue voting down the ballot. There's plenty of local, um, you know, down ballot, you know, elections and propositions and things that need your input. And so um, I do heavily, 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 heavily recommend that you vote for Biden because any other vote is a vote for Trump. This is my own personal opinion, not the opinion of the Ambrikis. But um, we share I share those opinions. I you, share those you, opinions. You, yes. So you, I, you know what? On behalf of the Ambrikis. <laughs> <laughs> vote Biden. <laughs> so on behalf of the Amrikis, vote. according to Ella, vote Biden. Um, but no, here's the thing. Here's the here's the thing. I'm, I was a Bernie person. We did a whole episode about Amma Bernie, um, and and I I support so many other policies besides the establishment. But in this particular case, I just want you guys to just go out there and vote. Yeah. Make sure yeah. you're registered. Make yeah. sure you vote. Make sure you you mail the ballot if you are in one of those states that mails in ballots early. Mail in the ballot early. As soon as you get it, you mail it because of all the issues with the post office right now. Um, I don't know. Do you guys have anything to say about that, or did I just like I, I, summarize it? I would quickly say I would quickly say that you know if you can go into the voting booths, and I and I know this is an unpopular opinion, but because we know how much um, contested this election might get. If you can go in person, you know, wear your mask, bring your hand sanitizer, go in there and make, you know, put in your vote if you can. If you can't or you or you know that you won't or you won't be comfortable doing so, then just like you have, fill out your ballot early, your mail-in ballot early, send it in um, because there's a lot of shenanigans going on. Uh, we just need this president that sits uh, currently in office but, removed. Actually, yeah. So going into the ballots is fine, but uh, um, but in Arizona where where we're at, um, our ballots are tracked. You can see if it gets counted. Oh, okay. You know, nice. it's not just a simple like, oh, let's put, you know mail it and hope for the best. No, um, mailing uh, your ballots is safe. It's reliable. Please do it if you can. Um, so I, it definitely, def definitely agree. Um, do you, you will know if they receive it on in Arizona? Yes. Yes. You can definitely track it. Cause there's a barcode and you can track it that you get, that they get received. I'm going to check so. that out. I'm going to check that out here locally as well. Yeah. And that's the way it should happen, you know? But, yeah. yeah. But nonetheless, like, uh, so we're, I'm going to try to get this edited and out as soon as possible. So people get this message, please vote. Um, if, even if you are, don't vote blue, um for president or even across the way just vote uh nonetheless because that's what we need to do important and, it's very important and you know i became a citizen like four years ago or five years ago i have no idea at this point 2014 that's six years ago wow and uh one of my the best parts of being a citizen being is being able to vote and yeah. um just just take it from me as somebody who did not was not born in this country so all right, so we're going to go ahead and get started with some of our topics today. Uh, Alat, uh, she has something ready for us to go. Um, and, and then we, Muhammad and I, are going to be engaging Alaa. in some uh, verbal fisticuffs. So, <laughs> Alat Alaa will be our social media correspondent for the, for the day. Oh, and that will become very uh topical in just a few as we transition into that segment so and then muhammad will be our um uh bootlicker for the for the <laughs> evening <laughs> just call me an advocate for money more money 
are you familiar with bootlicker Muhammad? Yeah, I don't know if you're uh, insulting me right now or not. <laughs> no, no. So, so this is like a, so this is like a double whammy because because uh, Arabs to to look boots would be like a huge insult. Yeah. But, but in in, in um, <laughs> Talqa, man. Talqa. Yeah, yeah, I know. But we're, I need you to turn off your Arab brain for half a second because a bootlicker in like the American sense is an overly deferential person, um, usually towards the government. Um, or towards like authority or towards in this case billionaires. So you guys will see what that is in a bit. I don't think Muhammad is a bootlicker. Um, um, can I can I, I can I, I interject? So can I interject I so as your social media correspondent? <laughs> <laughs> so according according to Urban Dictionary, bootlicker is someone who kisses up to their oppressors' thoughts and feelings. So maybe you should be offended. <laughs> I'm aff- offendy offended. <laughs> offendy I'm, offended. I, I'm offended by the offendy. Oh my goodness. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, I, I know it's all. Muhammad, it's, you know I love you more than <laughs> more than anything in the world. Muhammad, um, have Urban Dictionary ready anytime you talk to him. Yes. Um, <laughs> no, but a bootlicker is is definitely like uh, a very well known uh, like leftist. Um, mm term for people who are just who love authority you know who love mm. the oppressors you know and they're just mm. like yes yes i will i will lick the boot you know yeah i, I i'm familiar with the phenomenon phenomenon it's weird but yeah i i don't know we'll, we'll let we'll let our audience decide yes we will let our audience decide <laughs> it's the first time me and Muhammad were on the verge of killing each other so yeah uh, let's yeah. go <laughs> so let's go ahead and get started with the social media segment um so we'll go ahead and do that now that's the sound of social media. <laughs> okay, so um, about a month ago, I hit a wall, mentally speaking, and it wasn't like any significant event happened in my life or you know, like incident or anything like that. But I just felt mentally exhausted and overwhelmed. And really, I I sat there and I thought about it. And I realized that I was spending a lot of time on social media. So I decided to go ahead and deactivate Facebook after I realized. Okay, so that explains a lot because I thought you blocked me. You know, I know that we've been, you know, (laughs) co-hosts, you know, but I've been looking for you for a little while. And I felt a little offended, but I'm glad you you brought it up. Okay, good. You're not the first person to voice your uh, <laughs> your concern about that. Everybody and their mother started freaking out that that you know unfriended them, right? Right. I guess so. Uh, well, the immediate reaction, of course, was I got a couple of messages. Hey, is everything okay? Um, anything happen? Are you okay? I'm like, yeah, yeah. No, I'm fine. It, I just uh huh. Is is this the first time you deactivate? By the way. Um. That I can remember. I may have deactivated it in the past, but that I can remember. And a lot of it was driven by, like, I don't know, Facebook sucks right now, to be honest. I think Instagram is a lot more engaging. But I use Facebook personally for my, um, for my gym and just to keep up to date with, like, what classes we have, what's going on, just to be in the know. But occasionally, I just go, I scroll through my news feed and... I don't know, I got curious, you know, and I was like, I wonder how many friends I have on Facebook right now. And guys, I have like 815. Oh. 
Oh. Yeah. And <laughs> I was like, popular. oh. I, I, I get it. That, yeah, I mean, like, some of us are more popular than others. <laughs> oh, no, no, <laughs> I'm no. I'm going to check my own like numbers while you're talking just so I can. Check, check your numbers. So first of all, let's take a step back. I've had Facebook forever, right? Like we've most of like our generation, yeah. I'd say probably what? At least 10 years, at least, right? Sure. Yeah, mine was and 2006. How much? This is our first subject. Our first episode was about Facebook. You know? I listen to it a lot. For some reason, it's in my phone, like the only saved one. Uh huh. And and I listen to this part about us talking about social media a lot. Two thousand six. Yeah, wow. Yeah, mine, I guess two thousand six because it was opened up to college students and okay. around around that time. I, I, I was a few years know. late because I was being convinced it was a dating site, but it, it's not. Yeah, Muhammad is still, you know. <laughs> I think convinced. I still think it's a dating site. Well, do you guys remember MySpace? Uh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Muhammad had a MySpace. I didn't yeah. have a MySpace. Yeah, I thought it was a dating site, yeah. and I'm like, hell no, I don't want it. That's so funny. <laughs> I loved MySpace. I had, my, I even know my song that was on it before it, I lost everything. <laughs> it's no longer around, right? Like, if I were to go and type in MySpace, would anything show up? I feel like this is literally our first episode. Yeah. <laughs> this is what we did because in our first episode, you could hear the clicks and the clacks and the keyboard. Looking for MySpace. Yeah. Yeah, we found it. I mean, it's weird. It's there is a now. MySpace. Yeah. But what is it? It's like news. Yeah. That's fascinating. It's, it's completely okay. different. Well, yeah. anyways. <clears throat> well, anyways. Um, no, I'm not popular, but you accumulate, you know, you accumulate um, these friends, whatever, on your list over a period of time and like if you've been on there for more than 10 years then yeah with the different life events that you go through so for me <clears throat> when i first had facebook i was using it as a way to connect with my friends that were here in town <clears throat> and we were you know like posting pictures we go to events we comment kind of like that then when i started college it started to be a way for me to connect with my classmates right and so like over time it evolved during the arab Arab Revolution, you know, I connected mm -hmm. with other Libyans during the revolution, blah, blah, blah. Oh, that was huge during that time. Yeah. That was huge, right? Yeah. And then right now, it's mostly for gym. So the sad thing is if I go through that 815, I could probably list 85 to 90% of those people. Like, I know who they are. That's a lot of people to know. Like, that's not normal. That's too much information. So thinking about that, 815 friends, that's that's a lot of people to be connected with. And So I looked up my numbers and I have 674. Yeah. So See? please add me on wow. Facebook, guys. <laughs> I need more so I can compete with Alat here. No, I'm, no, you're I'm, nothing to compete with. I deactivated. You're fine. Okay, so I win by default. I'm done. You, you're, <laughs> the, you're the winner. You you can have that. Woo! I don't want to win. Well, you, you both win by a mile with me because I'm 164. I'm, I'm very tight circles well to be fair Muhammad, this is like the third or fourth facebook that you start from scratch. probably fourth yeah, yeah probably fourth i i like to that's why i asked you Ala, if, if this is the first time you deactivate it because i'll i'll shut down pick back up shut down pick back up and i didn't delete Muhammad. i just deactivated because i do have pictures and i guess that's the other dilemma that i'm facing right now is oh how do I... damn no, yeah sorry. that's that's um that's <laughs> Uh, that's my segue into what I'm talking about. I'm going to start talking about in a second. But like, seriously, um, I have so many pictures on there and I'm like, I need to figure out how to get all those pictures out of there. Like, you know, my kids when they were born, blah, 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 like all their baby 
pictures yeah. are on my Facebook, guys. Like, it's pathetic. Yeah. Um, but I did not. I didn't delete it. <laughs> it's like agreeing with you. It's like it's pathetic. <laughs> it is no, pathetic. I, 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 I laughed. I laughed because it's crazy. You, you think of it so juvenile during the time. They're like, oh, let me post this cute picture of my kid. Not thinking that. Now this has become the library of all your imagery, especially the yes. good stuff. Well, that's what they want it to be. Like, so you yeah. have to go back to it over and over. Yeah. Yeah. And the way you use Facebook over time does change because now, like, if you go to my Instagram, you would have, or you, if you had, because I ended up deactivating it as well, and I'll tell you why, you would see, you know, I have more, like, family pictures on there. If you go to my Facebook, all my family pictures are hidden because of how big that list of friends has has yeah. grown and then it's people that honestly i don't want them to see all my private stuff and a lot of it now is even right. family members in libya like your your cousin's 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 neighbor's cousin like it's just it's just expanded right by the way it could be a whole other topic because i don't know about you guys but like libyans love to like use these fake names so like i'll i'll see a name like oh this person liked your picture and it's like Allah. <laughs> something i'm like who is that you have to do like some investigation <laughs> I don't know. Does that to happen? figure out well for me I, I i come from a conservative uh you know town so a lot of people don't put their pictures at all uh, especially women mm -hmm. they put the pictures of their husbands who i don't know and therefore like mm -hmm. i have to do this investigation to figure out like who it is that i'm talking to or you know oh, or yeah. if i should be talking well, to them at all yeah well actually that's a good point because they don't put their picture either. What the, they'll do is they'll put like a picture of like a beautiful model or something, right? Because yes. they don't want to show who they are. Yes. But I don't know, man. I have, again, but alhamdulillah, I'm deactivated now, so I could care less. But, um, <laughs> Tell us, wait, you know, wait off your shoulders. It is. It really, it gave me a sense of freedom. And I so I deactivated way, Facebook. Muhammad, uh, what Ala is telling us is that she's better than us. That's what she's saying. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying no, that. I, I've been I've been through the deactivation and react. I I think there's a lot of good value there, especially when it's overload. That's when I do it when mm -hmm. I feel overloaded, and it works for me. And you know, mm -hmm. I'm well, you 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 realize working. that you spend so much time, but the psychology behind it, like I was I was like, why is it the first reaction, like the first thing I want to do when I wake up is to go it to is. my Facebook and Instagram and see what's going on. Same. Like, that's not normal. Like, why do I need to do that? Why do I need to spend so much time like scrolling through and it, and it reaches a point that it's like, blah, like it's boring. It's not even anything that's giving me any utility, any satisfaction, right. nothing. Um, but anyway, so I decided to deactivate Facebook. Um, I still have Messenger because that's how I connect with my family. Yeah. And, you know, people that I need to connect. I did end up opening another Facebook account. Here that's we go. Just, Here well, we go. No, no, just for my gym. And, it, oh. and then, yeah, like I don't have any pictures. I don't post anything. And I just use it to go access our private. We have a private gym, um, group for our gym. And they go in there just to kind of keep. Just, yeah. And I have, I, I've had some requests from gym members and some of the trainers and I've added them, but that's about it. Like I don't post anything. I don't scroll through their newsfeed. I literally go on just to see what's going on. And I, and I go out. Then I went to Instagram and that's a little, that was a little harder for me to just say like, I'm going to get deactivate. Cause that's a more intimate setting. I don't have as many people. And, um, I don't know. I, maybe it's because I like Instagram more, so it's harder. Um, so what I did is I uninstalled it from my phone. And again, I felt this sense of just like 
freedom, right? And I was like, I am going to pick up on some hobbies. I am going to do things that are going to get me focused, that are going to get me in a better nice. mental space. So in a conversation with one of my uh, friends from work, I was like, I'd like to I'd like to try out archery. She's like, oh, yeah, you can come with me and my daughter. So I tried out archery. Is this like a prophetic we went, thing, you know, trying to be in the sunnah, you know? I Well, it's funny because I can't do any of those three <laughs> things. I don't know how to swim. I can't ride a horse. And I didn't know how to do archery. But so now... What she's referring to is... <laughs> So you decided to do the most difficult one. <laughs> <laughs> so what she's referring to is the hadith that the prophet said, teach your children swimming, uh, archery, and riding a horse. And so I think that mm -hmm. would translate into swimming, driving a car, and shooting a gun in modern times, you know? Yeah, which are things that I would... Well, I know how to drive, but I, I do want to go learn how to... That's, that's in the plan. They're going to teach me how to shoot. And I found that the archery really helps you with the focusing. Like, it was amazing. Like, wait, I can't wait, even so you tell started? you guys. Really? Oh, yeah. We went one time so far, but we're planning That's on doing so cool. it a couple more times. It was amazing. And last week, we went fishing. Uh, they taught us how to fish. They taught me and my kids how to fish, my friend Carrie and her daughter. And so, I don't know. Like, it's just you're out there and you're actually experiencing life. And I'll be honest with you guys, I don't feel like I miss Facebook, I don't miss Instagram. But that, what was stopping you from doing any of this while you still have a Facebook and Instagram? Because you, no, totally, you could totally nothing. do Nothing. You're right. Nothing. You're absolutely right. Nothing I, stops I, you. I, but I, it wastes your time. Like, it just wastes yeah, your time. I, I, I see what you mean. I would add to that, though, you have, is like in, in situations where I felt like uh, at a, um, when I deactivated, it's not that you get a lot of time back. It's that mentally you're in a more positive um like outgoing mood just because you know you're not hearing so many conflicting things um via social media wh whether it be a new you know news um and political stuff or just gossip and stuff so that all that is tolling on our bodies i i don't think we think about it too much um so like freeing up yourself only thinking about you know you and your family or your own that day I feel like you get more accomplished because you're in a better mind state. Yeah, like you said, uh, it affects your body. It, it affected my mind. I felt like mm. I was 24-7, like alert, alert, alert. And you keep checking your phone. You keep checking your phone. You keep checking your phone. And then guess what? I have a smartwatch. So oh, yeah. now because I have the smartwatch, I get notifications, which is something that I'm going to talk Adds about to in a it. second. Right. So... Again, when I deactivated, a couple of people reached out. And then when I ran into these people, my friends, they're like, hey, have you watched a show? There's a, uh, there's a docudrama on Netflix. I think it's called a docudrama uh, film or documentary or whatever you want to call it on Netflix called uh, Social Dilemma. Have you checked it out? And I was like, no, I haven't. So they're like, you should. I got recommendations from multiple friends and I finally started watching it last week. I finished it on Sunday. And I the minute I finished it, I'm not even kidding you guys. I reinstalled Instagram. I logged in and I deactivated Instagram. Oh, wow. I was like, I am done. And wow. um, it just basically confirmed all the feelings that I've been having in the, the past month, you know, the, the things I've been thinking about with regards to social media, how it was really affecting me and, and et cetera, et cetera. And it just, I don't know, it just confirmed it to me. And I don't know mm -hmm. if you guys have watched it or not. Um, so because, uh, so thank you, Ella, for, for sharing all that. Um, because 
you had mentioned that you did watch it and that you probably were going to discuss it. I ended up watching it. Okay. I think Muhammad did not. Um, no. Typical Muhammad. <laughs> I started. I started everyone. He started it, guys. So give him a... Give him participation trophy. Um, no, no, but it's, but, it's but fine. I feel like it's I feel fine. like I know this conversation yeah. a little bit. Here's the thing: is that I also I, when I watched it, I'm like, you know, even if I did not watch it, I'd still be able to um, participate in this conversation because I feel like a lot of the mm. stuff mentioned in the documentary are pretty well known, um, but they definitely reframe it in a way that makes it like more tangible, more something for us to like definitely take into consideration. Um, so. Uh, and that, so what did you, what was the main takeaway from this documentary? Well, uh, so I have a couple, um, but I'll, I'll start off by saying if you haven't watched it, it's about basically um, just the damage that social media has had on our society and how it's really affected us. Um, so, and I do recommend that you watch it if you haven't. Um, and if you have any, it doesn't have to be your own kids, it could be your nieces, nephews godchildren, whatever, like for their sake, because I even told my kids about it and we're planning on watching it together because I think you have to be aware. So Ihab, to answer your question, the, the, the first thing that just really stood out to me and just kind of stuck with me is at the end, the last four minutes, if you listen to after it's pretty much over and, you know, uh, these various uh, former employees of these tech companies like Facebook and Google talk, they talk about different things. And one of the things that they said, one of them said, or maybe multiple of them said, is that they don't let their kids use these platforms. They don't let their kids use social media. So these people who have helped engineer these algorithms and, you know, create this platform that we use, don't even let their own kids use it, because they know the damage that it does. And it, not to say that it was intentional. These guys didn't do this intentionally. But it's become it's it's a result of the algorithms they use, machine learning, artificial intelligence. It's it's we, they've created this monster and it's not really regulated. It's not really tamed. And they know what kind of destruction it could do to our kids. So that was something that stood out to me. Um, the other thing was uh, there's a quote they have for a guy named Edward Tuft, I think how you would say his name. And he said two industries that call their customers, quote and unquote, users are illegal drugs and software. So I, <laughs> I, I just think about that. Like, think about that. We're, we're users. Okay. That's, that's, that's like an addiction. Like they're, they're feeding the addiction. So those were things that stuck out to me. I mean, I have a whole list. I actually took notes. I rewatched it this morning <laughs> just to go back and make sure. But those were like, I would say the two big things that stuck out to me. I don't know. Uh, you, we have like what stuck so, out to you. Yeah. So for me, um, I'm a, I'm a skeptical person. I know that any documentary that is made has a particular mindset in mind. They want to put you into particular alarmist, you know, mentality. I've watched so many like food documentaries about right. what's in our food and, you know, and a lot of times you totally have to take these things with a grain of salt. Um, a lot of the stuff they talk about in regards to addiction to phones, I've heard some of it before about how like, you know, scrolling is endless, you know, to refresh your feed is like playing the um, slot play, machine slot machine and getting that mm -hmm. dopamine rush. Um, there are many people that have had their lives destroyed by, you know, going 
uh, and subscribe subscribing to these games um, that they pay a lot of money in and oh yeah like Farmville and stuff like that yeah yeah and some people have like used so much money and declared bankruptcy because they got lost in it yeah. you know and so one thing that stuck out for me is that and this is just makes sense in general is that these uh, tech companies want us to maximize our time on their platforms so mm -hmm. what that means is that they're going to be using the algorithms. Uh, to give us the most relevant, the most agreeable views and things that we want to look at so that we can continue to look, uh, continue to be yeah. on the platform. The more time we're on the platform, the more time we have to watch to watch their ads and see their ads. And that's all they care about. So from a from a from a perspective of companies that want to definitely have their ads targeted to you and make money off of you. Um, it's in their interest to keep you on the phone if that's the entire and only thing that they're concerned about. And so right. they, t they talk a lot about a lot about this. But the problem that they and I've I've heard podcasts about this before is that especially with YouTube because YouTube implemented this algorithm of recommendations that basically guessed what you would want to watch next based off of what you've already watched, what, based off of what people like you have watched before. Right. Um, and that created what they call these rabbit holes where people mm -hmm. would then watch, uh, like if you would watch one video that's benign and like ID, it's like no big deal. Um, two, three, four recommendations in, you're watching some like white supremacist video all of a sudden because, mm -hmm. um, because that kind of negativity definitely keeps you on the platform. So I heard a lot right. about this and we can talk about that another day. But nonetheless, mm -hmm. because because uh, we kind of let, you know, machine learning and artificial intelligence take over um, with the purpose of maximizing runtime and mm -hmm. watch time, uh, right. that's why we are where we are. And so the, the documentary is advocating, in my opinion, not enough um, to how to redesign these apps, how to re uh, you know, orient these companies to have things be a little bit more humane to have things be a little bit more, um, uh, what, you know, uh, I don't know, moral, uh, so that it's not necessarily money, um, you know, focused, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, and, and what we can do about that. And so that's what the main, uh, so basically changing yeah. the business model, basically changing the business model. So right. it's not driven by, cause, cause, and that's great. Sorry if I cut you off, but that's, that's, Perfect. That's a perfect, I think, did summary. I, did I do a good job at watching the documentary? Yeah, I'm so proud of you. This is great. <laughs> because you're right. Like, So they even say in the documentary that um, the advertisers are the true customers. And they were saying that they have some saying that they say is like, if you're not paying for the product, then you are the product. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, yeah. So <laughs> the issue true. really, yeah. So the issue really is within the business model. So it could be potentially these platforms could be a good thing, maybe. Um, although I'm, I'm, I know, I know documentaries like you said, Ehab, seem to make things just like urgent, like oh my gosh, you just kind of like the breaking news when you open CNN and it's like that little red line or whatever in the bottom with all the words that are flying by, like oh my mm -hmm. god, the world's coming to an end. I totally breaking agree. News, Pillsbury boys now <laughs> lost weight. Lost weight. <laughs> Oh my God! So, so, that's Muhammad's like worst worst nightmare. It's like, it's like, oh no! Oh, you know God. who did lose weight? You know who did lose weight? Really tripped me out. Chuck E. Cheese. 
Have you guys seen like the mascot for Chuck E. Cheese? How yeah. like yeah. how he used to look and then how he how looks now? How did we arrive at these subjects? <laughs> Chuck E. Cheese and Pillsbury Boy lost weight. I hate weight. Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> I know. refuse to go to Chuck E. Cheese. It, it is my kids what know. Hell, what the hell happened to you, Ala and Chuck E. Cheese? Like why are you? Okay, they're bus- speaking of bu- speaking of business model. Those guys are messed oh, up. Yeah. So that's true. So, so now I'm like. like I'm derailing here, but just because I have to say it, you can cut this out later. But um, so you go to Peter Piper Pizza, right? And for a dollar, you get four coins. Go to Chuck E. Cheese now. Alette has been holding back on this one for a while. <laughs> this could be a whole topic. A dollar gets you three coins now at Chuck E. Cheese. Mm, mm. And you know how, so I'm talking about Tucson Chuck E. Cheese. We have one location. They moved across the street. I don't know if you guys have been to that location, but the majority of the uh, area now of like the actual, like when you walk in is for birthday parties because, you know, they are making a lot of, that's where the money's at. The other area is just the, the machines that you play with. And then they barely have a couple of places for you to dine with your family. And if you have a birthday party, two hours, boom, you're out. And the two, like immediately the next family comes in. So they're really good at yeah so it's it's very it just makes you feel so special because you know yeah like they want all your money you have the two hours so (laughs) yeah but anyways so so let's i mean okay so i've you know for so muhammad like you kind of got a general idea of what the what the i mean mean, honestly but what's what's your immediate reaction first of all uh, definitely now sold on the idea of watching this documentary with my whole family, not just by myself. So I think also um, because I've been through the ups and downs of like activating, deactivating, Ala touched on something really uh, interesting uh, that I that just hit me as she as she mentioned it is that she, she had a hard time deleting Instagram um, mm-hmm. because at first because it was a smaller group and it was a little bit more intimate. I learned that if I was to ever sustain any presence on social media, it's got to be small and intimate. And and uh, that's why I have such a small group. But that being said, there is something really, really valuable. And I hope they touch about this in the in the documentary of like, and I think this is in our religion, our shared faith. Islam. Here we go. Brought to you by <laughs> Dawa.com. <laughs> Sorry. Yep. Yep. We're going oh. we're, 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 we're to be trying to, to rake in all them converts, yo. <laughs> you know, that's where the advertising dollars are. <laughs> <laughs> that's a different business model for sure. The, the oldest of all business models. Uh, the old, yeah. If, if the you think one about that it. Always works. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, I, I think that, like, we. There's value into what you see and what you hear. So if we see and hear things and it's just like a view click, you know, of invaluable, you know, as an advertiser, you're probably getting two cents for that click or something like that. That's really, really valuable to us as human beings. Like if we're watching something and and it could either positively change us or negatively change us and um, because our environment is our reality at least 50 percent of it in in some theories so like if we put ourselves in those situations where you know white supremacist talk um far left movement talk whatever uh gets people radicalized in any sort of way is super super easy to do now from from the thin air and we and and we're allowing it to happen so especially for people who are not aware like people who don't know 
because at least when we went into all this, we are somewhat aware, you know. Mm-hmm. But even us, like our lizard brain, you know, right. got exactly. hacked, you know, along the way. Um, and, and oh, I, and, I, I check and I, my phone all the time because of Facebook. And I hear you at that because, like, you got really exhausted, so you got really like caught up in all of that, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the, the psychological manipulation that you're talking about. I mean, part of it is that people are unaware and like someone like you, especially new users, like older users users who started using it without even thinking about it and got really caught up really fast. Like they spent most of their life never having engaged in any of this. And all of a sudden they they are. And it's just like beaming Mm -hmm. into their brains. Right. You know. Right. And and, oh, go ahead, Mohammed. No, I was just going to say real quick within my. Within my professional world, I seek businesses and companies that, you know, can can use imagery and content. So when I try to find something that's called successful business, I look at models where they can make a lot of money off their users or have a plan that they can, you know, attract more users to their platform. That makes more money for me if they utilize our images. I do use LinkedIn for for work. Um, but that's, that's not what I'm trying to get at. And, and now actually, now I think about it, I use it a lot. I depend on it for work. But, um, what I, what I did want to say is like, we look at those models and those platforms as successful companies and anyone Im- implementing things like that are like the most successful companies. And we try to like, you know, become part or partners with them. So what I'm trying to say is like, yeah, this is absolutely the model, um, so far that they've found in, in, in today's day and age that will absolutely lead to a lot of consumption. Um, like this is like deep analysis of human psyche of, you know, understanding what they like and every piece and an icon there is something that's been studied to understand the user as you call them. And but I want to yeah, push back against that, Muhammad, because LinkedIn is has a different business model. They don't rely solely on advertising and maximizing uh, user time. They have a lot of ways of making money, including membership. So you actually pay for like advanced features. Right. There are classes, you know, um, and certifications and a bunch of other ways that they make money. Facebook and Instagram primarily makes money off of advertisement there's no premium you know membership there's no anything like that so linkedin actually is a better example of what we're talking about here that a way that these platforms can move in that direction but what that means ultimately is that they're going to be limiting the number of users because it's no longer going to be free because for linkedin yeah i mean there's all these features that get locked that you can't use unless you're what is it called premium you know yeah um Mm -hmm. so that kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier. I, I guess it wasn't a knock on LinkedIn. I, I was just saying that I use LinkedIn as a platform and as a tool for my work, for my work as well. But what I'm saying is that we forget that these are companies that have studied the the ways to get users into their platforms. So not again, not talking about LinkedIn, but the Facebooks and the Instagrams um, that are using uh, our viewership as the source of their uh, you know, lots Mon- of money monetization. So, yeah. so, so much, so much <laughs> like insane. Like in, I, it, people forget how much money is, is it's, it's unrealistic. So you know that there's something wrong here. There's, there's something that they've, they've 
I don't know. It's just to me, it's like you've hacked something that needs to be fully understood because it could lead to longer repercussions. Well, well, that like um, you can comment on this, but they talk about that. They talk about how um, like generally for, you know, Saturday morning cartoons back in the 90s, they had regulation on what kind of advertisement that you can put there. And so what would it look like for our modern day legislation to catch up with the technology? And they, and they can't. I don't think that they can. Because, to be point, with you. because a lot of these legislators are clueless. They're absolutely clueless. Like they brought right. in Mike, Mark Zuckerberg into, uh, into Congress mm-hmm. to ask him questions. And they literally told him, what can we do to help you regulate yourself? <laughs> you they know? also asked, now that you're so, so, so that your platform is free, how do you guys make money? <laughs> Yeah, so they're like completely, ads, completely clueless, and it's gonna take a generation to catch up. You know, you know when I, you know, what confirmed to me that these go- these legislators and whatever mm-hmm. these government people, these these <laughs> <laughs> these government peeps, <laughs> I'm just gonna call them government peeps, okay? That they that are sounds clueless. delicious. <laughs> <laughs> it's not are you talking about like the little marshmallow peeps yes that's the oh. they go have delicious. you actually tried those have you no, tried they're, those they're not great they're, they're really, really okay. i've never tried those they look so good um but anyways that they're clueless is and you guys are gonna this is really random but like when the whole corona thing happened right uh-huh. and they closed down bars they closed down gyms but i walk on university boulevard and the hookah lounge is open i'm like do yeah. they even know what hookah is like that's i don't know i felt like mm. that's how disconnected they are like they probably didn't even i don't know i'm just generalizing no, it, here, it's, a, it's a good point like there is they, a disconnect for sure well there's because there's a couple of things i still wanted to, I, I still want to okay. mention and the editing might suck on this and i apologize but um when we talk when you have says, you know, um, the, the scary, I think you mentioned something, the scary part or the, the, the serious part about this is that we're unaware that people are unaware, um, and the newer users or whatever. So Ihab, you said like, when you watched it, you weren't surprised because you already knew a lot of this. Muhammad, you knew a lot of this. I already knew a lot of this. You just hearing it from their perspective is a little different, but think about the the millions of users not even here in the states but overseas that are clueless like let's talk about for example the arab the arab spring like how many people are how many people utilize social media to help get that moving forward and now that i i don't know if we can say the arab spring is done or not but i can tell you like from the libyan side of it there are so many people on there that i know and they're just watching all this news that who knows if it's real if it's not like I don't even know where I'm going with this train of thought anymore because <laughs> I just went into a different direction. But what I'm trying to get to is people are unaware. Like they don't, they, they're fighting over news. They don't know if it's fake or not. Cause I see, I see the arguing mm-hmm. on Facebook, right? I follow certain individuals. That person follows certain individuals. So now I'm being fed all this news and those guys are being fed the complete opposite news. And nobody even knows if, this news is right or that news is right but we are being manipulated by the platform by these algorithms that is now showing us certain certain things are coming up in our news feed that is confirming you know what or not confirming but telling us what we're what we're believing is right so we're getting the same news over and over again those are getting their news over and over again and we're even we're completely unaware we're clueless to the fact that this is happening in the background we actually think so if i if i turn 
if I open my Facebook and Yahab opens his Facebook, I would think me and Yahab are seeing the same thing, but we're not seeing the same thing. Because they even not say that all. in the documentary. Even documentary, uh, Muhammad, like, uh, the, they were talking about the Google search engine. Like, if you went on there, like, maybe wrote out coronavirus, and you know how it starts to autofill, like, you know, like, it gives you suggestions, like, do you want this, that, and this? You would think that if I did it and you did it, we would have the same results. We wouldn't. We would have completely yeah. different based off of our location, based off of right. our search history, based off of the demographics of people in our area. So, yeah, like, I don't know. It's just well, another thing that's that, a no, and scary I, I, part. I hear you about that, but you're talking about manipulation. What The biggest part that stood out for me in the documentary is you have 50 mostly white people, white guys, you know, who have designed these algorithms that are controlling the the fate and um, the thought patterns of two billion people, in mm-hmm. in you know in Silicon Valley, and so that for me is more concerning than than anything because I'm not saying that these fifty guys are like up to no good, but they're not elected, they're in the background, they're not regulated. Um, I think a lot of them probably went in with good um, intentions. One of them said that they put the like button was originally meant to be to spread positivity and awareness, you know, that was then hacked, you know, uh, basically by, by their own artificial intelligence, um, you know, to, to, you know, now and it affects all these, the, the way that all these people behave. Right. Um, but that kind of manipulate, and they they also mentioned that you know Mark Zuckerberg has a dial that if he wants to mm-hmm. change things in a specific country, all he has to do is change. Which is the, scary. The, that's the, a lot of power. The yeah, a lot of power for one person. That's again unregulated. So um, you bring up the Arab Spring, and I've always thought about that. It's like oh, Mark Zuckerberg, you know, created a platform initially to find out who's hot, you know, at his college, and then like ten years later, he's able to create massive unrest in the middle east you know mm-hmm. um like that's to, to be honest to be honest the business person in me finds all this like super of course uh, exciting mm-hmm. like how how awesome is it as you know a college student trying to create something having it succeed so well that you know you get to this point well that's but, how he sell that's how he sold it this whole time yeah. so yeah yeah, no, absolutely. That, but but a lot of people have these success stories and and get to these places. But I think what's 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 worrying is about specifically this the social media uh, train, so to speak, is that it got so hot that it, like you said, it influences so many people. And if it's unregulated, then that's that's the piece that makes everything kind of crumble. Yeah. And and to build on to that, if you if you guys don't mind, real quick, because I know we have to cut this, we no, have to actually, we have to wrap it up. Actually, but... I was gonna say that like yeah. um, it's so So Adat, just to kind of wrap things up, what are the things you want us to take away? Like, where what are the the thoughts that you want to leave us with as we move to the next segment? Um, yeah, so I think definitely, I I highly recommend that everybody watch it. And while you're watching it, think of it in your eyes as the adult. But I also want you to take a step back and think about it in the eyes of children, because that is the future. It, it's the, the future, and the, and they, of yeah. <laughs> the leaders of the le- tomorrow. The leaders actually, of tomorrow. Say. Leaders of tomorrow. Them, let's just Jinx. call them that for <laughs> for for you know old time's sake. For people who don't know, leaders of tomorrow was the youth group that three of us like were part of back in the day. Led, what, we led it. That's what they. That's what they are referencing. But anyways, keep going. Yeah, but uh, they are the future. Yes, you're right. But also they've been exposed to this um, for a longer period of their lives compared to us. Mm -hmm. And 
within the documentary, they do talk about how anxiety, you know, more and more kids have anxiety, more, you know, more and more kids are taking their own lives, you know, just to mm -hmm. seek approval from other people. And, and, you know, all these unrealistic, you know, um, expectations that they feel like they have to live up to. I don't know if you have, if you caught that, like when they were talking about people wanting to get plastic surgery to reflect Snapchat filters. Yes. Oh my god. That goodness. is bizarre. Like me. that is bizarre. But but then if you live in that world and now with coronavirus it's intensified. Like I'm gonna be straight with you guys. Um I took away all the electronics, everything, 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 computers, whatever, about I would say a week ago from for my from my girls because of their grades, but also because I feel like it was really starting to affect them because they weren't seeing their friends in person but they were starting to live in this virtual world, right? And so it is very toxic. It's very toxic. So yeah. again, yeah. I know I, it doesn't, I don't want to, like you have started this off, like you always take things with a grain of salt. I, you know, you have, it's funny that you did say that because while I was listening, the music that they have in the background and it drives me nuts when they do this for anything, like whether it's like, you know, like Dateline or whatever, like they always have that music that has that sense of urgency that makes your heart beat. Right, right. Do you know what I'm talking about? You're like, you're like don't do this to me, guys. I just, I just, just want to hear Just give it to me. Facts. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this, is the, this is the type of stuff that you add to it that makes me question everything. Yeah, exactly. right. Exactly, right. exactly, exactly. Um, but... Yeah, like maybe not to to the point that, oh, my God, you know, the world's coming to an end. But this is a serious uh, issue that I think we should be at least aware of, because if you're aware, it, it will help at least, you know, I don't know, just maybe you won't fall into these rabbit holes yeah. or, or yeah. these traps or whatever. Gotta so I would, be aware. You gotta be aware. I will leave you guys with this. I got a recommendation from uh, a friend from work. We were talking about was it this. through social media, the recommendation? It was actually through Skype. Uh, it was because <laughs> wow. that's what we that's the platform we use at work. Um, but we were talking about it and he recommended to me uh, that to to read an article called The Attention Diet. So because I think for adults, it's mm. more about uh, the attention for the kids. It's a little more serious because it's trying to live up to a certain expectation and, and, and you know, trying to fit in and all that. But for adults, it's really an attention issue, right? Because you keep checking your phone and all that. So there's an article called The Attention Diet by an author, uh, Mark Manson. It's really, really good. It's about maybe like a 20 minute read. Um, but he talks, he actually talks about how you get on a diet to help you get yourself back on track when it comes to like, you know, focusing your attention on what you need to focus on. And he gives some really good tips. So my recommendation to whoever's listening to this, watch the Netflix uh, docudrama, documentary, whatever it's called, um, The Social Dilemma, and then Google The Attention Diet by Mark Manson. And, and I'm serious, like it's for me, it's been I don't know if I can say life changing, but definitely something that I. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Mohammed. <laughs> Mohammed's uh, showed I, I us that notes. he wrote it. He's taking I, notes. Yeah, <laughs> I took I took notes. I'm definitely going to watch it. Uh, that sounds super interesting. Okay. And uh, thank you Adat, for that. And I usually do put the references uh, from the doc from the episode in the description. So anytime um, anything is mentioned, just go to the description and, and you'll be able to. Um, follow up on a lot of this, including what this documentary is. So uh, I appreciate yeah. that. Uh, I think though yeah. it's time to move on. 
um for sure. to the, thanks to, for sharing yeah thank you i appreciate the sense of urgency and sense of importance that you put on this and i hope that at least you raise just a tiny bit of awareness moving forward um, and i and i hope that ehab can add some creepy music to the background of that whole segment yes you, could, you probably actually, could actually i'm gonna do that um <laughs> just for funsies you All should right. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, um, oh, that's awesome but yeah so but anyways we're gonna we're gonna move on to the next segment thank you so much uh that again and uh yeah let's do it i guess kind of sticking around the same subject of social media uh, i recently posted something on facebook um by a buddy of mine ali awad he's a lawyer out of the atlanta area shout out to ali um he he posted like this positivity post in which he talked about um, the owner of the Dallas Mavericks, uh, Mark Cuban, um, a known billionaire, uh, kind of made himself from nothing to something. Shark Tank. Uh, yep, yep, popular known on Shark Tank. So, I, you know, it was about him helping out a, a old a old NBA player um, that was falling on some hard times, um, and you know was able to find a picture of him online in which he was panhandling. Mark Cuban goes around town, finds him personally, picks him up, helps and asks if he's willing to go into rehab. He does go into rehab and kind of hooks him up uh, over there and, and, and takes care of the bill um, so he can get help. Um, I got some, some couple comments uh, and of like, why am I supporting a billionaire or this is not really a feel-good story because there's more to this and then you know a couple other people said something similar but you have called me out and i wanted to bring it up because <laughs> i you and i have never really talked about this corporate like corporate america and the and capitalism i mean my thoughts are you know specifically mark cuban he literally started from 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 scratch he was a bartender and and you know got into sales, got into, you know, the next thing. He started his own business, worked his way up, sold that business for his first million and just got to where he is today. I think that what is far too often happens is that we quickly look at these people like not human and that they have too much money and that it doesn't matter what their thoughts are. And then someone like me defending them is like, what are you doing defending these guys? They have a ton of money. You don't matter. It's true. But I love having that opportunity and that process to see that there are others that have kind of like been able to get, have success in a corporate and in, 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 in like business and things like that um, to get to a point where they can make impactful choices. Now, for those billionaires that don't make impactful choices, like they don't pay their taxes or they don't uh, aren't f f uh, this is the hardest word for me to say. So I'm going to try flat philanthropic. Yeah, philanthropic. Yeah, philanthropic. Uh, well, those those folks, you know, you can judge them for for who they are as as human beings if they don't do that. Um, because I do think you have a lot of responsibility on your shoulders when you have that kind of money. But just because this guy's got ton, tons of money and and made himself from nothing, like in regards to his business and, and the money he's acquired, I I don't really knock him too much. I haven't heard too many things in which he's not philanthropic. I, th I I heard that he is. I heard that he he you know through Shark Tank and other initiatives tries to invest in other people's visions and business. I, I feel like he's more enabling in this world versus uh, you know unabling or 
or malicious. So what sure, do you think? Sure. And, you know, I, I appreciate you uh, calling me out here in front of, uh, you know, <laughs> millions of audience, millions that, of audiences that. and that, you know, um, yeah. I, I want to say this in front of that to your face. Well, it's, it's good because, see, I'm not on Facebook, so I don't know what's going on. See, I've, I'm already starting to miss stuff. Oh, so there is there, there is go. a potential for, you know, any sort of social media post to get out of, you know, control, especially when. Yeah. Um, and then you can say something and the other person's like, what the heck, man? Um, that's you, Muhammad. That's sure. your voice. <laughs> what the heck, man? Um, uh, so, so yeah, you're right, Muhammad. So, um, this was a, a post that like rubbed me the wrong way. Um, I, so just a disclaimer, I don't know much about this. Like this is not my, uh, my, the best subject that I'm educated about, about capitalism, about like criticism of upperclassmen, um, about the morality of capitalism in, in today's America. Um, but um, I do identify and support a lot of socialist policies in general, um, and I'm a big fan of that. But in this particular case, I had that just a hard time glorifying uh, a billionaire in the system that we are in right now. This is not about individuals. I wasn't specifically calling out Mark Cuban. It seems like he's probably an okay guy, um, and he's probably done done well in general. But in general, like um, when it comes to uh, the top 1% owning 50% of the wealth in the United States. I have a really hard time with that. Um, I had a really hard time with the way that the system is built, how, you know, they're able to really control and lobby, you know, the government in order to create like specific policies that only benefit them, how the latest tax, you know, um, bill that was passed by the Republicans favored uh, tax, uh, you know, less taxes for the wealthy, how there is a deficit, you know, in the, you know, the government's budget because of, of how big corporations like Amazon, um, and, uh, and others that don't pay enough taxes. And so for me, it's like, this is not the feel good that I think a lot of us need, um, you know, in, in, in general, because capitalists like Mark Cuban, like was able to ascend a lot of like this idea of making it on your own. Nobody makes it on their own, you know, like it, the, the system, the capitalism specifically enables these billionaires to become billionaires off of the work and exploitation of their workers. They own the means of production while their workers own very, very little. And they're able to scoop all of the profit off the top and continue to climb the ladder. Do I think people should not own things and should not have property? Obviously not. Like, that's not the issue. Um, but the, the problem is that the policies and the system that we have now really, really disenfranchises workers, really, really disenfranchises people in general from having um, a, a stake in the companies that they work for. Um, companies have more power um, and workers have less. And because they control the policies in the government, the government is unable to offer them the, the, the amount of protection that I think a lot of them would need. Um, and so that's really, I mean, this is just some of the basics for me um, in terms of how these um, conversations go for me. But, and that's the stuff I wanted to point out in terms of like, there's more deserving stories than one billionaire that did one good thing for one previous uh, employee, in my opinion. So that's all I really wanted to tell you to your face. Uh, and uh, you're wrong. <laughs> so um, I'm done. <laughs> I love, I love. 
I, I love it. I have things to say. But Alat, do you? Is there anything you wanted to share on this? This is a perfect social experiment to when you're off of Facebook. Yeah. This is what happens. <laughs> what it looks like when two people of your friends, talk about things that, yeah. Two of your friends are having a conversation and you're just sitting there and you're like, wow, they're throwing around, well, around be, a lot of big but, words there. But to be fair, we didn't really go back and forth in terms of a discussion. And I don't know a lot about what I'm talking about. I just like didn't feel right and I had to say something. So I, I did want to like comment about what you just said, though. It's, yeah, I completely agree that you know the 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 fact that we don't tax these these billionaires the way they should be taxed and and to help distribute that to the rest of the country is is absolutely worth a discussion and it, the system right now doesn't work at all it's broken um but i i disagree with you respectfully that he didn't well, work hard <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think this is the end of the segment, just, guys. I, I, uh, I'm, really, I'm really leaning heavy. <laughs> I'm re I'm leaning heavy right now on you know the clean fleet platform that we're using to hopefully f clean out anything I might say that's wrong Ibn here. Ibn but <laughs> I'm just kidding. This doesn't. The well, platform doesn't do that. Well, we don't have to go. <laughs> but, we don't have to go too far back and forth. But go ahead and um and just uh just a quick thing because you know Masahat al Arafia. No, well, <laughs> <laughs> it's like a big quick thing because you wiped the floor with me, and he also he also sat up and got like super serious, you know. So things are about to get you know crazy right oh, now. Oh yeah, I forgot you. I forgot you can see me because I don't see you. <laughs> yeah. But I I I guess the the one point that I wanted to say is that. The system might be broken from the government side, that, and they should be taxed more, and they should be held to a higher um, responsibility because they do have a higher responsibility since they've acquired this amount of wealth. What you're saying is that maybe they should have never even acquired this much in the first place, or that it should be distributed more evenly, or something like that. Well, whatever it is, Mr. Tamimi, they'd still be rich as hell. Uh, it would still be a drop in the ocean if they... Uh, if they donated, I don't know, 30%, 40% of their wealth back to, um, you know, tax paying initiatives to help the rest of this country. I I think that it's it should absolutely be done. And I agree with you that there's a problem there. But at the end of the day, these guys are still super wealthy. And then and then there are people like Mark Cuban that did struggle to get there. Not saying that, you know, his, his privilege wasn't there helping him out the whole way that you know, he was, um, you know, of of a background that helped him in the United States, um, and he wasn't really a minority or some or anything like that. So things like that, I I know, play a big role in this. But I I don't put him in the same same category as Mark Zuckerberg or or and even those guys. Like the, they're human. They've they tried some some things and it's failed, and this one's worked out. And it worked out very well. Now that they have all this money and now that they have all this power, what 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 is that? What do we do with that? How do we move forward? I don't think that's on them. I think it's it's now like the system is kind of messed up, um, and so people that are in those positions doing the good things like helping out folks and and this is not the first thing he does. Mark is known to be um, very philanthropic. Um, and I know you said that you don't know him that well. So for me, like, wow, that's rubbed you the wrong way. I'm like, yeah, but not Mark kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> Illa Mark, you know. 
Um, I don't know. I like this guy. So him, so, him and Elon Musk. So, to be honest, they they do take care of their people. I, so I need you to really listen to some podcasts about uh, about Musk for sure, because uh, Homeboy is not as as good as uh, really the, the general outlook on him. There's a lot. I've been of, learning. I've been learning more about him. Yeah, I've been learning more about him. I think there's a lot. I, I, of I listened there, to a sure. three a three hour series about uh, Musk from the beginning of his time to his end, um, and there's a lot of problems uh, with him and with the general like oh. um, uh, approaches that he takes. Um, but here's what I'll tell you. Um, uh, th- that's not the issue. Is not necessarily like oh the the government is flawed and they don't tax them enough. No, no. This is a very like directed way that these people um lobby and change and manipulate and go through loopholes in order to get away with what they get away from 4.3 billion dollars what mark cuban is worth is a lot of money and i know you know this this is not something that's merit-based you know um Mm -hmm. like there's these videos that show you how much you know uh 40 yeah like how much uh bezos for example yeah. is compared to the average person um it it's the the issue is um is much much bigger than what i can explain here i'm just not willing to give them um that extra bit of benefit of the doubt and that extra bit of praise uh for such a small thing now you might like the guy but it does not mean that who they like uh who they are as billionaires absolves them for, uh, and and allows them to be this the quirky individual who took care of his employee you know and so that that's for me like that's one of the biggest issues um I, we should be like criticizing so so, them, so quick question if i if, on a regular basis if i had if i had start I'm, i i hope to start a business um mm-hmm. sometime in the future if that business succeeds and i become a multimillionaire I don't know how many multi, inshallah, but multi, I would say. And 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 I don't know if that's going to happen. I could I could lose a lot of money. But if I did become a multi-millionaire because of it, how would you view me? I don't view him as um uh as as a bad person because he has money. And I wouldn't view you as a bad person because you have money. That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm saying that okay. a lot of times these billionaires, the way that they do get money is through a lot of exploitation of workers. Like this is not necessarily just somebody who got into money. Like you're not able to become a billionaire just by be- pure, p- through pure hard work. So it's it's a good question, Muhammad. How would I view you if you made millions? I, I would be very happy for you, you know. But I, I still would not be 100% for the system that allows um, billionaires. Like a billion is... is is a huge, huge discrepancy between that person and what the average American makes. Because I have to compare you to people around you. Being a millionaire these days is actually kind of common. Um, yeah. So I wouldn't be that much against it. But if if you became a millionaire off the exploitation of workers and you didn't take care of it, of your workers in a, in a very right. flawed system, um, I'd be very. I, I'd have some strong words for you, and probably would not feel as as uh, good towards you. But not because not because you have money. It's about the means. Like the Chobani guy, he gave his workers 10% stake in his... There you uh, go. You know, in his company, um, which is something that a lot of people don't. And by the way, he's like this Turkish like Muslim guy. So we'll Yeah, and his, th- his, his f- f- philanthropy is insane. Like he's setting records with that. Right. And that's just not the common way in, in the United States and like the, the, the particular mindsets of capitalism. 
uh, allows people to be and Muhammad even you said it if I do this this is the American ethos like in general yeah. it's like I don't want to criticize these billionaires because what if one day I become a billionaire you know like uh, what if one day I win the lottery and I become and I have all this money and all of that and and I think a lot of people just don't understand that they're like excuse me sir like stop supporting and praising the billionaires that don't care about you you know like it, like at the end of the day it's really us versus them until you become them and then you can then figure things out i don't um, I, I don't see it that way but, but i, I but, see but what you just don't you're see saying what i'm what you you don't see it that way because you don't see the uh, effect that all these uh upperclassmen have on the way the that the uh that this country is run the way that uh, the policies towards the environment, the po policies towards uh, developing uh, our cities, infrastructure, the money that goes into developing um, uh, uh, communities uh, of color. Um, there's and most importantly, and for us is uh, is uh, foreign policy and the way that um, a lot of this money ends up going to. Uh, destroying countries um, in the global south. Yeah, and this how, is how, how this does is, how does this money how does this money do that? Well, a, a lot of these people are benefiting from weapon manufacturers and benefiting from uh, pharmaceuticals that end up also like hurting a lot of people. It's it's much much bigger than than just people who have money or just sitting around. These people are actively profiting off of these these problems, you know, uh, that they are creating, including climate change. So like. There's a lot to talk about here, but it's not like you can't put yourself in the same shoes because this these are these are established systems. This is generational wealth that has gone from one um, from one generation to the next. Um, and it hasn't changed in a long time, concentrated a lot of times in, you know, the, in in the pockets of white men. So this, I, I, I think that you're grouping a lot of people in that bucket that maybe not everyone fits that category mm -hmm. i don't know i just so I, 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 think I think that there is a go ahead I, I i think because i'm sitting here just like listening to you guys so i don't really have a strong opinion about this topic but it sounds like muhammad's looking at it from like well this guy chose to do something good Ihab's looking at it from the system is flawed so we should not we it's almost like you're generalizing uh, you have like you know because they all benefited from the system so we should not like praise them or whatever but i think muhammad you're looking at it more from like a well you know he you know this was his decision you know he, you're not looking at it from a system perspective i think you have you're looking at it from more of a system the issues in the system not the people right and you so you're not even going to take that step a step further and even think about these these people that have benefited from the system because you're still stuck at that system piece well yeah because we need to be, do more in criticizing mm -hmm. that system and i for example like the patriarchy and um you know i benefit from the patriarchy as a man you know uh, i'm probably a good person in general but I am part of the system, and I'm more than happy to be criticized within that system. You know. Yeah, but um, but but you, as as a person that exists in that system, cannot change the system. But what you can do is maybe enable and empower those that 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 um, you know don't benefit from the system as it is currently. But in the meantime, I I, I don't think that people should praise me for doing that. You know. Because uh, because no, I don't know. You have a choice now. Unfor well, unfortunately, you have a choice to just take advantage or empower. I don't know. It's difficult to say. Well, let's say, for example, that, um, you know, I do something great and feminist and like, you know, forward thinking um, 
and then you know uh <laughs> i don't know like alat wrote a post about how i'm so great as a as a man who've done all these great things for women um and and i think a lot of other people would be like why are you praising this man for doing the bare minimum you know um it's very it's very similar am i doing a good thing as ihab sure yeah but at the same time i think that most of our attention should be to uh criticize the system as it is and that's really where we're, where i'm coming from um so it has nothing to do with yeah. me as an individual but you can go ahead and generalize because the patriarchy does hurt a lot of people so i i, I just i have bad and i don't want to like continue make this over um this this conversation spill over into another one but i just have a hard time believing that the system can change like and so significantly like that i feel like if if i was to be able to actually do anything with my like like uh uh, tangible differences that I can make while yeah I'll, I'll talk bad about you know how in, unjust the system is um, I still will look to see how I can uh, empower those that are less empowered you know and kind of make it fair within my world and my scope and if someone praises me for that then that's great yeah we're it is maybe bare minimum you have but that is the type of encouragement that maybe some people that are empowered need to to make change. And and if that is a culture, and if that's picked up by things like social media, hopefully, then then maybe we can be like a culture change uh, within society. I don't know. I I hear what you're saying, and I I'm I'm good with that. Um, I just think that there's far less awareness about how uh, billionaires are. Um, really screwing our society yeah. um and they're seen they're, in, in, some of them are in a very bright like in, in a it's like because they got to these places and they are like these amazing people so i um, I, I i it sounds like i'm defending billionaires but actually to be honest you're right there are some that really really um hurt society and hurt the people that work for them i'm not defending those people me, i guess I, I, it's not just some for me i think that it's most um really and this is this is i think where um yeah where yeah. maybe i listen to too much progressive media uh but this is like and i'm i tend to lean socialist in a lot of different ways um but that's but i i have yeah. a very unfavorable um, <laughs> uh opinion of billionaires in a system where again people are dying because they they don't have enough money to uh seek treatment for common, sure. common sicknesses so like um, but you know, we'll, sure. we'll go ahead and end this here and, uh, f continue to fight over it, you know, later on. Um, <laughs> this is actually the first time that you and I like argue about I know. something like this. So I know it was, um, and, I, and, I, and it shows that I don't know much about what I'm talking about. Yanni, to well, be fair. no, I mean, I, everything you say is c extremely convincing and valid. I, I just. I don't know. I, I think if you spoke about anyone else other than Mark Cuban, I probably <laughs> probably would have well, just agreed. You just can't take it serious uh, personally, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we'll 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 wrap it up. I think that is just kind of been sitting there, been been like. <laughs> no, it's it's actually been a really good discussion. I'm just listening to both of your views. I mean, well, thank you. That's a really healthy healthy discussion. Yeah, I don't have a strong opinion either way, to be honest. Yeah. Um, it's just kind of like politics right now. Like I just. Yeah both sides just i don't know it's just it's the same much. thing where i'm just sitting down and i listen to both sides and i'm like wow 
So sorry, well, that's not what I mean about you guys, but no, no, no. no. <laughs> no, no, no. It's Trump. Yeah, it's Trump. It, yeah, but in conclusion, I am right. Mohammed is wrong. I win, and uh, we're good to go. All right. So you know, yeah, you still owe me a bunch of money for you know. Speaking of capitalism, uh -huh. you still owe me a bunch of money from Coles Jr. across the mosque. That, that's true. That used well, to be there. That's true. Mohammed, can I, uh, as as your older sister and yes, friend please. over here, I'm gonna give yes, you some please. advice. Uh -huh. uh, I believe it was was it okay. more money more money more problems. So if you if you're if your goal is to be like a multi millionaire, brother, you don't know how happy you are right now, man. I'm telling you, just just hold on tight to what you got right now and enjoy life. Don't even go down that path, in my opinion. I I I really appreciate that. Alat. That's really nice of you. I I think that's genuine advice, and I don't. I, no, I absolutely think that that's something Muhammad, that's true. Muhammad, I'm yeah. the complete opposite. I want you to get richer and I want you to have more money, but I need you to like do it in a moral, ethical way. You know, that's you know. So. Yeah, but Muhammad, Muhammad, power, power, and money will go to your head. You can start off as a good person, but then you'll become you know but a bad remember, person. I mean, you should see me with a hundred bucks in my pocket. I'm but remember, insane. Muhammad, Uthman bin Affan was very rich and he was able to do so much with his money. Yeah, you but know. he was only one out of how many people, right? Like, see, mm. the chances of you being a good person, I don't see, know. See, this man. is the conversation we need to be having. Yeah, but that's for, for next time. So we have a little <laughs> bit of a Muslim twist on it. Okay. Um, but nonetheless, we're going to move on to our last segment. Um, thanks, Muhammad, for for doing all that. And, for the, and You're like, thanks, Muhammad, for the attempt. For, <laughs> no, no, it's it's there's more to talk about. And I just wish I knew more. But uh, yeah. but we'll we'll leave our audience to yeah. to ponder about these particular subjects for now. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, let's go to our last uh, segment. Let's go. Okay, okay. So now that I've calmed down and <laughs> cursed Muhammad offline and just completely bahdalto, you know, big bahdale, um, uh, we can uh, end this on a good note, perhaps. <laughs> perhaps. Perhaps. Perhaps, yes, perhaps, you know, is my. Uh, yeah. Sorry. Allah said on that person, you know. Um, but yeah, what do you, uh, so what do you, what do you guys, how do you guys feel towards the end here? I, I, you know, we, I feel like we had a very serious podcast. Like we talked about social this media. This is very we, serious. Totally yeah. not like our usual habad. But um, I think there was a lot of golden nuggets in there, especially in my parts. Um, <laughs> just kidding. Let's <laughs> mess with you guys. But no, Alat shared really, really interesting information um, that now, to be honest, I'm I'm gonna watch with my family um, the, the the documentary series or not series, but the documentary Docu itself. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's it's a it's a decent uh, series, and I I do appreciate Alat like being passionate and. Really coming in really yeah. hard and being like, we need to talk about this. So and I like it brought in quotes and stuff. That was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I was prepared. So in um, the future, if if our podcast changes so that we are like um, reviewing documentaries or whatever, mm -hmm. uh, that that will be Alaa's permanent section segment. So there you go. That's, that'd that's be kind of interesting okay. in a way. That would be cool, actually. Yeah. Anyway. Well, nonetheless, we do appreciate you guys hanging out with us and. 
you know, um, but well, I, wait, I got, have you asked us? But we, I mean, no, no, I like no, what so, about you? So, no, no. So I did ask him, Hamad, um, how how he's feeling right now, but Ella didn't answer. So go ahead, Ella. Oh well, I was gonna ask you how you felt, but um, Aww, you're so kind. You know, I as. Well, I mean, you you take care of us, you have, so we have to think about you as well. Um, I'm just I'm just somebody just right behind a do. microphone. There's no taking care of here. <laughs> don't don't be expecting much from me. <laughs> no, but uh, no, you do a good job at um, just keeping things moving along, and and so I mean, we appreciate that. But um, I don't know, as we you know, as we're going through these segments, and especially when you guys were debating, I was thinking again. <laughs> As you guys are debating, I was thinking about the original topic that I was talking about with you guys. Yeah. And I and I realized, like, I, I mean, maybe I do come across as being really passionate about it. And maybe it's just because where I'm at in my life right now and at the time that it came in, maybe a month or two months from now, I will be, you know, it'll still be important, but not as passionate. But um, even if I come across like that, I definitely feel like it is a topic that we we really do need to start discussing and, and thinking about and just raising that awareness so like i don't know yeah. like i'm still stuck i'm still stuck in that topic because it's where i'm at right now in my life but it's, that's I, fair that's fair yeah and and you know what to be honest i think that self-awareness is uh key like you're aware that maybe this is something that you're finding extremely important right now but maybe two months down the road you might not well this is the time to talk about it because right. this is right. this is the time that actually i think most people want to hear about it when someone is genuinely interested so thank you for sharing i, I i'm i'm now thinking about all the ways i can maybe save my energy and time because i do feel a lot of that lack of energy that you were talking about mm -hmm. um in, in your first part of your segment sure and to <laughs> that uh, to answer your question I'm, yeah i'm feeling okay um uh, this is definitely like more serious than than usual i'm also not used to arguing with muhammad um mm -hmm. so I, i hope you didn't feel uncomfortable I, I i like i like challenging people that i think are smart and you're super smart you have yeah definitely. well of course and I'm, i'm more than happy to talk about it i'm just not used to disagreeing with you as much as as, <laughs> as we did uh but we'll get there well I, i'll convert you uh sooner or later <laughs> Later, you know. I, I'm also uh, questioning a lot of the thought, thoughts I maybe used to have. No, and here's the thing. It's like, yes, you you were right. I was definitely like generalizing a lot. And it's very easy for somebody in my position to have that, um, to have those really intense generalizing uh, op opinions. Um, and it, maybe it is a, a direct result of the divisiveness or of social mm. media and how mm. we're, you know, kind of put into these two separate camps and the kind of media that I consume. But nonetheless, like, you know, there's definitely bigger subjects to talk about and I sure. I need to learn yeah. more and, you know, and, and do Likewise. more. Um, so I'm, I'm happy that at least we have the patience um, to to talk and listen to each other. So being, being just you have one thing to say, sure. being someone that was just sitting down and listening to both of you guys and not really having a strong opinion either way. I think that was a really healthy discussion so? slash debate that you guys had absolutely i mean the fact that you both walked out of that you know maybe reflecting uh on what you guys what your opinions were before you had that discussion and considering maybe doing more research and considering the other side mm. that's what we want that's what we need like as a society mm. that's what we need we don't need people we don't, first of all we don't want groupthink we don't want everybody to be on the same page because you, you, we can't move forward like that we do need people with different opinions but able to be able to be open to hearing the other side and possibly maybe just even changing your mind because you realize oh well maybe they do have a point so i think it was great okay okay I, well 
I, that's ahead, a good point. I I totally forgot that you know not everything has to be two, two camps, blue and red. Like that's like all it's been recently. Um, so you're right. There there should be some good discussions on big topics and willing to change. I'm I am for sure. If if you have uh, and and you have did get me thinking about stuff that I never really thought about before. So. I appreciate that perspective. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you guys, uh, and I appreciate again your time and your patience with me. Um, and I think we can move to our goodbyes. Yeah. All right, guys. This is the end of this episode. Um, you were with Ihab and Muhammad and Alat signing, signing off. off. Yeah, synchronization. Okay, we're we, good. We cannot start uh, singing. <laughs> like group we will never be able to do that well acapella acapella well, i'll keep that in mind but until next time <laughs> friends we appreciate your listenership and staying with us and your patience with us as well thank you we look forward to seeing and or hearing you which we never usually do next time <laughs> <laughs> share your thoughts we know you're listening thanks, thanks guys thanks friends dun, 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 <laughs> i was waiting dun, for that dun, dun. <laughs>